1: As driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneur Show. Yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says your story is a beacon of hope and change to the people you serve. And joining me on today's show is Jeremy Rise. Uh, Jeremy, he grew up in a Christian home. His dad was an entrepreneur and that really ignited Jeremy's passion uh, to become a Christian entrepreneur. And he has a degree in business management, but all of the marketing expertise that he has comes from his own failures in pursuing sleazy, manipulative ma- uh, marketing techniques and Tactics that left him feeling purposeless and drained in his business. Now, God redeemed his business, and now he gets to share marketing strategies that really align with the purpose of God that God has for his life as well as his business. And now, Jeremy coaches small groups of purpose driven entrepreneurs on how to grow a profitable brand that glorifies God and loves people. Now, on today's show, Jeremy is going to share the purpose of business. What is it? It's to love people, it's to be profitable. And it's just a tool in that purpose. And we often mistake tools for being the purpose and it never works out. So we're going to dive into that topic a little bit today. He's also going to share that sharing your story vulnerability, it doesn't ruin your credibility of your business. It increases your capacity to reach and impact people. And we're also going to talk about leveraging relationship building systems is key to expanding your business beyond your own personal bandwidth and capacity. So, welcome to the show Jeremy. Thank you so much
0: Emery for having me.
1: I love the way that uh, in the introduction you shared where you've really come to truly step into what you believe the, the Lord has, you know, purpose in your life has really come about from all of the challenges and the mistakes that you've made and all of that. And what what I love about how you've shared that is number one I I can totally relate to that. But how often as businesses, when we do something and it fails, we take it so personally, we think, well, it's never going to work for me, so I might as well not do that. However, as you are going to share a little bit more today, when you continue to work at it, particularly uh, particularly stay close to the Lord, He can show you the way through. And all of the things that we may consider as mistakes and um, failures and so forth, actually build the character and the foundation upon which the Lord says well now you're ready.
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think one of the things that God has been showing me over and over again, even just these past few weeks, is that I can't accept the grace of God unless I admit that there's a problem. And so the greatest areas of growth in my life have come from admitting the fact that I'm not a perfect marketer, I'm not a perfect entrepreneur, I'm not even a a perfect expert in any field. I am someone who's co-laboring with other people, with my students, my audience, understanding that this is a journey, that I'm not someone who perfectly loves people through business. I'm someone in the process, in the journey, who's making mistakes, but also being gift-wrapped, the grace of God, to continue to grow in alignment with that.
1: Yeah, so, so true. I was speaking with a colleague yesterday, and we were just... uh, chatting about uh, certain things that people have said in the past and she said you know I, I often will hear people say I really want to be a David you know King David mm-hmm. where he where the Lord was able to use him and you know just his positioning and so forth to make an impact love that and uh, she often reminds them yes but do you know where where David the valleys that he walked through, mm-hmm. the caves that he had, ha, you know, hid out in, uh, afraid for his life. And the reason that uh, I think God, and she said this, God really says that David was a man after his own heart, was that he knew his failings. And the instant something happened, he went to the Lord and said, I'm sorry, you know, and we're told to repent. And I think that is so important, isn't it? That's another thing, too, that I find I'd love your, um, you know, to, to an opportunity for you to share your journey because we can all learn from that. You know, the instant that we do come to the Lord with a humble heart and say, look, I'm sorry, that's the Mm -hmm. instant that the Lord would say, well, now I can continue to work in and through you in the way that I intended You to be so. Let's go back. The purpose of business, you say, is to love people. Being profitable is just a tool in that purpose, and we often mistake our tools for being the purpose, and it never works out. Share a little bit more about that because I think that really aligns beautifully to the what we've just been talking about.
0: Yeah, sure. In my own journey, I've started with the pure intention of bringing truth and love to the marketing industry, and I was really excited about that. I dove in, you know, two feet in and ultimately drifted my entire purpose to being profit-centered and it was all about making myself money while i was making other people money and i had to take a step back and ask myself if all i'm doing is just helping people make money am i actually helping them and i think the answer to that question after wrestling with that for months and months is god kept on convicting me and and bringing me back to the purpose that he called me to I had to realize that the answer to that question was, it depends. It depends on the context. It depends on what we do with the money. It depends on how I'm running my business to make that money. And so God is not just interested with me glorifying him with the profit that I make for my business, but he's interested in how I'm running my business, how I'm marketing myself, how I'm growing my business. And so I was looking for tangible frameworks on how to do that. How do I not feel spammy and sleazy in my marketing? How do I um, grow my business while also loving people simultaneously? And I had this false belief that I had to pick between being purposeful and being profitable. That if I was to be purposeful, that meant sacrificing being profitable, that wouldn't be, maybe I could be a nonprofit, but I wouldn't be a sustainable, profitable business long-term. Or I could be profitable, but that meant doing like the necessary evils of marketing. And so that's where Purpose Beyond Profit was birthed. It was birthed from that pain of, of that false belief that I had to pick between one or the other. And yeah. so that's what Purpose Beyond Profit is. It's putting profit and purpose together in tangible and practical ways for entrepreneurs
1: yeah I love the way that you've explained that I went to a a kingdom conference uh, would have been a couple of years ago and I heard someone share something that really changed my outlook to running you know my business and what some of the goals were because he said look there are some of us that are called to the marketplace this is the lord calling to the marketplace to really generate an impact through income there are others who are called to use their gifts and talents to contribute to the kingdom and be a blessing to others through helping the through influence you know so it's so often um what we do is we as businesses, I mean, obviously there needs to generate an income, but often if we, as you say, if we're only chasing the income, we, we lose sight of uh, the bigger picture too. And also too, what I think is of interest, uh, Jeremy, and something that I've really noticed over the, or come to learn even more is that we really need to ask the Lord, you know, with these gifts and talents, where can I use these to further your kingdom? And so when we compare ourselves to others to say, well, I'm running a similar business or a business that, you know, I want to be where they are, the Lord may be saying, yeah, but I've actually called you into this, you know, this um, particular area, maybe in, uh, well, well, maybe marketing or maybe in education or... So it, it share a little bit about as you continue to recognise that uh, and spending obviously time with the Lord, what was more, what was revealing to you? What were some of the ahas that now obviously you really hold near and dear uh, as you move forward?
0: I, I love this question. It's a fantastic question because this idea that I'm about to share with you completely changed everything for me, changed my mindset. And it was that my business mission is at the center of my life purpose my knowledge and skill sets and the people I have a compassion and empathy to serve. And if I can position my mission at the center of those things, I'm going to experience the satisfaction and fulfillment of my business being aligned with my life purpose, but also from the fulfillment of using the gifts and experiences and talents that God has given me and leveraging that on behalf of other people, leveraging that for the benefit of other people who I have a real sense of compassion, empathy for it. As I work with purpose-driven entrepreneurs over and over again, what I see is that God has brought us through difficult experiences. It goes back to the redemption we were talking about before, the problems we face, the challenges we face, the setbacks we face. God has brought us through those setbacks. And what happens a lot of times is we can turn back around and look at people who are experiencing pain and feel that pain with them because we felt it at some point in our lives too. I know what it looks and feels like as an entrepreneur to have a mission to love people through my business, but just not know how to do that practically and to be sustainable. Sustainably profitable in the process. I have a real passion and empathy for those people who are experiencing that because I know what it's like. And so when I finally, uh, how should I say, um, positioned my business at the center of those three circles and the, the life purpose, the skill sets, and the empathy I have for the people that's where I experienced real what I call success. I was very, I was financially successful before in my previous business. Um, but, and and by the world standards, I would have been considered successful, but I was totally unmotivated. I was totally unsatisfied in my work. My most profitable months were the months where I felt the least amount of fulfillment. And so now I define success by a different set of metrics of, is this in alignment with what God is calling me to do? Is this in alignment with the skill sets that God has given me? Is this in alignment with serving people who actually have a passion to see that person, not just to exploit their need but to actually see the person behind the need.
1: Yeah. And as I'm hearing you share that, one of the things that uh, comes to mind that has really stood out for me in the work that I've done previously, I was a career coach, people may have heard me share that already. And one of the areas that people would often struggle with, and I see that today, and do you know that one of the key phrases that people often look for is, what is my purpose? I mean, that seems to be the the unanswered question for many. What's my identity and what's my purpose? Um, And even in a career, what is a career that I really will feel motivated uh, in, you know? And so the thing that you were sharing, there is it seemed that you really discovered what was so important about how the Lord created you, where, he, where you know, you were best placed in the way he created you to serve and to love others and to share. How often we miss that, don't we? We are always looking externally for things when really we need to have that self-awareness and who better than to help us become aware of that than the person who created us in the first yeah. place. So what were some of the things that you did? Let's get to, into some of the practical steps. And before, um, you share this I really want people to listen to this because sometimes not you know it's like when we pray for patience Lord give me patience well you know when you pray that there's going to be a bit of waiting in your you know in your season coming up mm-hmm. so um, please do not discredit what Jeremy shares it is so important we do this uh, so what were some of the things that you did practically
0: yeah I, I love that you touched on this earlier you said that it takes self-awareness but self aware, there's intentional things we can do to grow our self awareness. And so, the very first thing that I do with students before we even set their goals, before we even put tactics to action, the very first thing that we do is we sit down and we get clarity on each of those three things. And as Christians, we have an advantage of. God telling us what our life purpose is. And of course, maybe we have different expressions and different words we use to describe it. But essentially our purpose on earth is to love God and love people to glorify him and enjoy him and to serve people. Right. And so our business, when it's in alignment, is just a single outlet or expression of our entire life purpose. Obviously life is bigger than business. And so, but our business should be a single outlet. And so, Uh, it's getting clarity on that. And then it's getting clarity on what are the knowledge, the skill sets, the talents, the experiences that God has given me, um, that I, what do I bring to the table that can be beneficial for other people? And I think one of the practical things that I did is I started asking my family and friends this, because what I've found over and over again, with purpose driven entrepreneurs is that the things you're most gifted in are often the things that you're blind to, because it's almost second nature to you. And so when you start to ask your friends, you start to ask your family. It's really cool when I started to do this. I started to see where the overlap was. Like People in different areas of my life who had experienced me and had seen me in different contexts, different seasons of my life, were saying the same things, some of the same things. And so I was like, okay, this is something that I'm actually really good at. And I didn't really consider myself to be amazing at this because I thought it was just second nature to me, and it is. But this can be incredibly beneficial for other people who it doesn't come naturally to. They're like creative processes and marketing and building community and connecting with people one on one. All of those things come to me almost naturally. And they're things that I can hone my craft and skill in. But at the same time, it always starts with that self awareness piece of asking yourself, asking other people, what do I bring to the table? And then a question that I ask, I think. Uh, Great leadership and great introspection starts with just asking great questions. And so one of the questions that I ask myself for identifying the people I'm called to serve is who does my heart break for? Because I think, I mean, our heart can connect with anyone in the world, but the experiences God has given us, and, and sometimes it's just the heart that he's given us oftentimes there's a specific group of people that our hearts are moved towards. I found myself visiting a church that I had left several years before. And I went back to this church and I was really excited to reengage with everybody. I had a lot of old relationships and friends I was looking forward to reconnecting with. And I, I showed up to the church service and afterwards when we have our fellowship time, I walked up to this lady who I was acquaintances with. It wasn't one of my deeper friends. I knew who she was, but I knew that she had started a business since I had left. And so I started talking to her and I spent a whole, it must've been at least an hour just talking to her about the challenges of her starting her business. Everybody in the church started trickling out and I didn't even notice. And at the end, it was just us two. And I kind of felt bad because all these friends that I was really excited about reconnecting with, I really missed that time. But at the same time, later on, I finally looked back and realized that that was the person that I was moved towards, even though I didn't have the same kind of connection with her before. It was because now she was a purpose-driven entrepreneur that I was really, I wanted to hear her talk about her pain points. I wanted to hear her share her story. I wanted to encourage her. And so I ask people, when you walk into a room of hundred people with different experiences, different problems, who's that person that you gravitate towards almost naturally? And just, you want to hear their story. You want to hear what they're going through. There's a natural level of compassion, empathy. And again, that takes time. It takes, I literally sit down with a journal. I put paper to pen or pen to paper and just start journaling those experiences, the people that I'm drawn to, the people I've been in relationship with, where I felt really encouraged and I felt like I was giving life to them, but also receiving life, right? Um, so it's it's really cool when you start to um, spend time in introspection and seeing what God has done in your life. Mm-hmm. and uh, seeing where those overlaps start to happen. So I'm mm-hmm. starting to see where my skill sets are overlapping with the needs that I see that people have.
1: Yeah. And it, isn't it interesting when you start to recognize that, mm-hmm. and you take a step back, you realize that there have been instances like that throughout your life, mm-hmm. except you were so focused, you were so you know, you weren't being still, you weren't uh, you know, to, and and those kind of things uh, passed you by. But what you just said there, I think, is just is such an incredible place to start, particularly if people are considering, well, what really is my purpose? As you said, you've got to seek the kingdom first. And I love that verse. I can't remember where it comes from. Um, if someone is listening or watching and they know, pop it in the uh, comments. But it's, you know, um, delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, if we seek him first, we delight in him. He's able to um all of the things that yeah, he has for us be able to and that can come through trials and tribulations too, you know. It's and often it will. It often it will. Um so and in a business, of course, there are always Opportunities that we can take, and with comes with those opportunities risks and all of those things. And I tell you what, I think as entrepreneurs, we probably wouldn't have it any other way, would we? We kind of like those challenges yeah. and trying out things and 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 things like that, which I think is really important. But that really brings us beautifully into the next area. I mean, sharing your story, vulnerability, doesn't ruin credibility of your business; it increases your capacity to reach and impact people. You know, I'll share a little bit of, of something that. Of mine that relates to this, and I'd love you to share yours because it's true. What you've just said here and what you want to talk about is absolutely true. So often we feel a bit of shame, and shame is the opposite of pride. And as we know, the Lord says, Pride is not something that you want to, to, to have in you. And um, I remember, and I, it's my one of my stories, my worst business failure ever. Well, it's now the best thing that ever happened to me because it was the kick in the pants that I really needed, the wake up call. But I remember sharing a story through one of my friends, wanted to. Be To, to, you know, kind of talk to her uh, community. And a couple of, uh, one in particular, a gentleman reached out and he said, Boy, you are brave, courageous, sharing your story. I didn't never thought of it any other way. I thought if I can share some of that lessons that I learned with someone else, perhaps they can avoid making the same mistakes I did. So, no shame whatsoever. So, talk about that. It's so true, isn't it? Vulnerability does not ruin credibility.
0: I think it was a false belief that I had for a long time, running a profit-centered business where I could have cared less about how well I was loving people as long as I was making income. And I don't think I ever verbally would have admitted that, but that was the truth of what my heart was leading me towards. And so when I finally came out, I was running a $15,000 a month business. It was the most money I'd ever made in my life. Like I said, by the world standards, I, I was successful I had a certain reputation in the industry. And um, when I came out and told people I was shutting down my business and starting over from zero and that I had led them to believe that the purpose of business was just to make money and that was it. And I came out and I, I, I showed, told them my story. Um, there were some people, there were a few people who were confused, upset, um, Some ridicule there, some mockery there. But at the same time, when I finally came forward and shared my story, what I found is for every person who ridiculed, there was a hundred people who said, "I feel like that too. I know what that feels like. I want to experience purpose in my business too." And there's people who came up to me and said the same thing. They're like, "You are so courageous for leaving that business." And I also didn't see as courage. I saw as the grace of God made my made me. Uh, So uncomfortable with living out of alignment with him. I genuinely believe that if money satisfied my heart, I would still be running that marketing agency to this day. But God in his grace has set up the world in such a way where we are truly only satisfied when we're walking fully in alignment with him. And so the experience of fulfillment satisfaction that I get to experience now on a day-to-day basis comes from walking in that kind of alignment. And that kind of alignment does acknowledge the fact that walking in alignment, there's grace there. There's yeah. grace there and there's setbacks and there's two steps forward and one step back and sometimes three steps back and one step forward. And that is, to your point, the entrepreneur journey, but it's also the life journey. And I think yeah. God is, again, set the world in such a way. That we are wired for redemption that 's how we understand truth is we are driven to solutions because we have problems. there would be no businesses who are sharing solutions if there were no problems and so I believe at a core level, business is all about helping people overcome those problems. It's all about overcoming. It's all about redemption. And so if we can align our business with that redemptive story, sharing our stories in vulnerability, sharing the problems that we've experienced and faced and the way out that God provided for us and being a path, being a bridge for other people to experience that kind of redemption from their problem to the solution and what that looks like tangibly for people um, is just incredibly, again, just fulfilling to be in that kind of
1: role, to be in that kind of alignment. Yeah, so true. Something that I want to just share upon uh, still following this the thread, this theme that we're talking about, your story, uh, because I heard a marketer or, or actually I heard it through someone else who attended a marketing um, webinar and they were talking about coming up with the story. It was really important that you had this personal, you know, from from failure to uh, well, you know what I mean, the, the success mm-hmm. story. And a few people saying, I don't have one. I mean, I beg to differ. We all all have one. Go through and, and all of the things that you said, you will be able to see a, a story that relates very much to what your ideal client may be struggling with. But you know what that marketer told? And th- I think this goes back to the sleazy mm-hmm. marketing that that you refer, we referred to in the opening. He said, well, if you don't have one, make one up, mm-hmm. you know, make one up. And I thought, you know, every one of us has a story, a story and it doesn't need, and here's why I'm saying this, I shared a bit of about my story, you shared a bit of your story. They're very different stories. So spend some time and look at what are the lessons that you learned through sometimes your biggest failures, your disappointments, the things didn't work out. There is a story in that. And similarly what you said, Jeremy, where we often um negate the things that come quite easily for us don't negate the story that is your story because you think oh it's not you know as, as complex or as you know wonderful as others that story that you will continue to share can be a blessing to someone else can't it who is going through something similar and needs um a path or the steps or something the things that you have learned through that that you now are implementing they are many steps behind and that's what they need. So uh, that's important. I don't know whether you want to say a little bit more about that too.
0: I, I think I totally agree 100%. One of the things that I teach, if you want to go a little bit more in depth, is you start with a problem, you lead people to the solution and what that feels and looks like, and then you lead them to the outcome of what happens when you start to take those action steps, when you start to change your behaviour and, and how that affects the results that you get like what it looks like for me to instead of hiding behind my brand now coming forth and speaking my story and vulnerability how did that shift me from attracting my audience in a powerful way because i was sharing stories and i think stories are the most powerful way to connect with people i mean jesus said a third of his teachings were parables they were stories it's how we interpret the world it's how we interpret truth and so i went from being just another marketer that came across in that spammy sleazy way to powerfully attracting an audience who resonated and almost felt the emotions and felt the experiences with me as a human. And then at the end, providing a call to action of, okay, now that I've given you these beliefs, this truth, this is the next step for you on your bridge.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Love that. Love that. Let's talk about
0: leveraging
1: relationship building systems is key to expanding your business beyond your own personal bandwidth capacity. I could not agree with you more on this. Let's dive a little bit deeper into this area, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, I think relationships are the heartbeat of business. If we're going to build businesses, they're necessarily going to be people businesses, even on our end, behind every corporation, it's just people. And so relationships are the core. They're they're everything. They're the lifeblood of a business, not just for profit, but also for your purpose at reaching people and impacting people. And so there are... Uh, we as humans are finite. And so we can only handle and keep up with so many relationships. For me, it's like 10 to 12 people and I just drop up. Like I just don't have the capacity to keep up with people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so what I use, I use two relationship building systems. The first is a Facebook group. And the reason I use a Facebook group is because there's three-way communication where I can speak to my audience, my audience can speak to me, And most importantly, my audience can speak to each other. And when my audience speaks to each other, it removes me from the center of the equation and positions the mission at the center. And I become one of them just facilitating, collaborating and hosting this space for us to engage what this mission looks like. For example, my mission is to grow profit, help entrepreneurs grow profitable brands that love people. And so I am facilitating a discussion. I'm facilitating a journey for entrepreneurs to engage and participate in that mission. If I made my entire mission just about me, uh, I I think it would be way less uh, powerful and attractive to my audience. People don't get excited about mission statements. Like I'm going to make six figures so that I can retire early. You're not going to get other people excited about that with you. But if you include other people in relationship you include those people in your mission, they can get excited about you. They can refer you. They can become brand ambassadors. They can become customers. They can become mission partners. Uh, And so uh, Facebook groups, that's the first one that I use. And the second one that I use is a CRM, and that's for more one-to-one communication. And CRM stands for customer relationship management. And it's a way that I systematically email and text I know, Anne-Marie, that leading up to this podcast interview, you were sending me automatic email reminders, which was so helpful for me to make sure that I'm showing up to our call, making sure that I know what to expect on this call, making sure I know how StreamYard works, all these different things, right? And so it's was automated. It was helpful for me in making sure that I didn't fall through the cracks. And I think that's the purpose of a CRM is you don't want to allow people to fall through the cracks. You can't as a finite human being, keep up with 500, 5,000, 50,000 people. And so if you have automations in place to lead people to the next step in their journey, that's where you're able to really help people at a systematic level. It's finding where people are in their journey, pointing them to the next step. And then when they do reach a point where they're ready to buy your products and services or, or hop on a call with you, then you can pick up the relationship manually. So those are the the two systems that I use that have been really effective for me.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree 100%. Uh, and one of the things that we're just doing in our businesses is, is, again, streamlining. We're always looking at can we simplify it anymore? Can we streamline it anymore? Because uh, because on the basis of that, when things start to work and you start to build that momentum and you've got the things in there and it's a balance between the automation and then the in-person in and you've got that right, then you can continue to expand and bring team members on because the systems and operations are working smoothly and I think often businesses what they try and do is to take on too much. Mm-hmm. If they're doing it all in person or, you know, all uh, all of that e- email is being done by themselves or even a team member, they can get really um, labour intensive. So use some of those tools that are there to be able to uh, streamline a lot of those things because it is about the relationship building, isn't it? If someone is waiting for a response from you and it takes you days or sometimes weeks, that's not building a very good relationship you know, so that's really important. Um, Jeremy, can you share with people how can they find out more about you? What's the best way to connect with you?
0: Yeah, um, I would say the first area would be my website. Uh, it's a purpose apurposebeyondprofit.com. And then also uh, my Facebook group. It's like I was just sharing this. One of my relationship building systems uh, is my Facebook group. And that's facebook.com slash groups slash profit. And that's just a place for purpose-driven entrepreneurs to rally around that mission of growing a profitable brand that loves people.
1: Fantastic. Great, great.
0: Well, look, thank you so
1: much for coming on the show, Jeremy. One of the things that I do at the end of each show is just finish with a word of prayer. May I do that uh, for you today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that uh, we could speak with Jeremy today and hear his testimony and be reminded, Lord, that it is so important to spend time with you, to seek you first, to delight ourselves in you so that you can then through through that um, allow us to really understand who you have created us to be, our gifts and talents, our unique gifts and talents, and how we can use those to bless others, to love others, and, of course, through doing that, um, show them who Christ is and how much he loves them too. Father, I just want to pray, um, continue to bless the work that Jeremy is doing and his team is doing, Uh, bless the clients that he's working with so that they can continue um, to do great works in the areas that they have for for their business. Lord, we hear so many things from different news agencies about the decline in this and the decline in, in that. Father, we just take hold of that and say, no, we are going to dial in to your word and what you say because you have your plans just ah, Lord, you know, they just outdo all of the things that anyone can ever do here on this world, Lord. So let us look up to you and ask you, what do you want us to do? Because when we partner with you, Lord, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. Our business continues to grow from strength to strength because of the fact that we are aligned with you. We are doing the work that you destined for us to do and it can continue to make an impact for your kingdom. Father, we ask all of these things uh, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute delight and uh, certainly encourage people to reach out to you, particularly if they can see that their business, what they've got so far is not really aligned. It's not lighting them up. And uh, it's certainly um, what you've shared today, I think will give them uh, an indication that, you know what, I need to go back to my vision, my my mission. Who am I? What's my unique story? And how can the Lord use me uh, as I can continue to build a business that does love people and uh, allow us to to shine the light in a in a dark world. So thank you once again for coming on the show.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much Anne-Marie. It's My pleasure.
1: Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for, and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace, and you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.